right. We are here. Episode number one, the Not So Angry Dads podcast. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for listening. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and we're finally doing it. We're documenting our night. Here, here. Here, here. I've got my good buddy, my best friend, Jimmy James, Jimmy True Slacks, a.k.a. James Gray, whom I've known for 40, 40 years. years. Best friends. Best well, friends. Well. 40 years. We've done it. We did it. We made it this far. We're still friends. We are. We are. Somehow, we aren't just not friends anymore. We, we are friends. We're true friends. We did it. We fucking made it. We did. We really did. And we're still going strong. Actually getting better. Absolutely. Getting, getting to be Absolutely. better friends. Probably the bestest friends we've ever been at this point, I think. Absolutely. I agree. So I think the lack of, um, a lack of bullshit and some real, real life shit. Yeah. There's a brought lot of, us closer there's together. A lot, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of real life shit. Yeah. And that's the exact reason why uh, we're here for, with this podcast is to share that. It's to share that with, with the folks out there and, um, you know, talk about who we are, our experience through life. Um, you know, the focus for me with this podcast is being a man, you know, being a boy, being a teenager, being an adolescent, being in your twenties, thirties, being married, having kids what that is and what that's all about, how it feels. And we're in the trust tree here. You know, we're in the tree of trust and we're hanging out. We're drinking whiskey. We're drinking Guinness. We're eating nachos. We are on lockdown COVID. Nothing's open. So we're at my place and we're hanging out and we're talking life and being real. Uh, and out there for anybody listening, thank you again for listening to this, if you are. And um, we really appreciate that. Um, you know, again, like I was saying, the reason for this podcast is to connect with people. The reason for this is to be honest and open and um, tell you a little bit about who we are here in Ottawa, Canada, South Ottawa, to be exact, Canada our hood where we grew up for many years. Jimmy James and I have grown up together for 40 years now together. We met in the sandbox when we were two. Two years old. Shenagale, Down they, Patrick, represent. Yeah, yeah. What'd they call us again back in the day? Uh, the terrible twosome. Terrible twosome. Double trouble. Too much trouble. Too much going on. Just send you out into the world and you see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, the result is us, which is pretty good, actually. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty happy with it. Me too. Um, you know, no regrets, and here we are. You know? Everything that's happened has brought us here, and I'm pretty happy, and I know you are. And Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a lot to be grateful for and appreciative of, and uh, we've, we've both been through a lot, as I'm sure many others have. And uh, again, we're here to share our story. You know, so the Not So Angry Dads podcast is saying that we're, we're kind of angry because we've been through a lot. We've got a little bit of resentment. We've got a little bit of, uh, I don't know, things that maybe hold us back 
we're angry about that, but we're not so angry because we're grateful for what we have and we're, we love what we have and we're happy with what we have. So the main thing for me, the, the majority of my anger comes from my kids. I have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old, two boys. So Jimmy James, my best friend, do you have kids and do you really love them or even like them? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent question. I have two children. 15 and 11 uh, the boys 15 and the girl would be 11 um, hasn't you know I, I love my children obviously and everybody will say that that's the first thing you say you love your children of course you love your children but uh, it's important to recognize um, the things that you don't love <laughs> so you can process them and um, not just hide it under a rug somewhere and pretend it's not happening where you're unconscious of how you're behaving in front of your children. So um, I went through that. I witnessed it. Um, I wasn't always conscious of it. And um, so, you know, the, the prime example would be when I, you know, almost broke my foot on a tile floor because I was a 36-year-old man who couldn't deal with the situation. But my two children were there, and they, they seemed to, like, take a step back and have a little bit more wisdom than I did even. What you know, set as you it, off? Like what kind I of... can't even remember, honestly. So that's the really, the, I, this <laughs> is a distinct, this is a distinct memory. And I've told you a million times about this story. And it's a true story is that I like was having a tantrum, uh, in front of my wife and children, uh, Ooh, as a grown man, rough. um, you know, wailing his foot against the floor to the point where he almost broke his heel. And, um, wow. So, yeah, but I you mean, you don't even remember why. <laughs> and that's the funny part, right? You don't even remember like what set you off. And that's, uh, you know, that was a symptom of not understanding me, really, and just not understanding who I am. So, I've been on a journey of doing that, figuring out, like, okay, asking myself the hard questions. Why am I feeling this way? Why do I do this? Why is my phone going off in the middle of our <laughs> podcast right now? That's right. You had to tend to your business, man. This and that's is my right. 15 year old son's pill yeah. alarm. Um, He's like. Alarm. So, oh, a pill alarm. Pill, alarm. pill alarm. So it's time for Declan's what, pills. What is, what is the pill alarm? The pill alarm is uh, Declan's. And why do you have it? Declan's medication. Okay. Uh, he's my 15 year old stepson who has a seizure disorder, and we have to give him pills in the morning, gotcha. in the uh, evening. Uh, twice. So there's a regiment. You gotta gotta take the pills. If you don't take the pills, who knows what's gonna happen? The unknown. Pills is, are helping. The unknown is scary. It's hard to say what the pills are doing. Um, other than like, they could be doing something, but they could be doing something else. It's really hard to evaluate what's working, what isn't. Things are always changing. He's growing. Dosage needs to change. It's a, it's a really uh, crazy balancing act that his mom and I have to manage. Um, his mom mostly manages that being yeah. his biological mother and I'm his stepfather uh, since he was two years old so I've been along for the journey anyways that's that's a hard part of living um, is that when you like pounded your heel on the floor or was because he missed his pillar no actually this is pre Declan's even having seizures okay so this okay. is like my children being um, younger like toddlers like the fucking like years. yeah yeah, like, like early. My kids went through a period of time for about a year that just yelled. Like taller years, yell, just yelling. There's a constant 
eight hour barrage of two children yelling at the top of their lungs. I don't know. I didn't pound my foot against the ground, but I was pretty fucking close. So how did you react in that scenario? Uh, was angry. I was inside. I, I got angry. I got really I frustrated. Like I was very frustrated. So did that come out in how you, in your interactions with them? Yeah, like I felt I felt pretty bad because I was very angry. You know, I just got really mad, and then then the guilt set in after of like, wow, I just got really angry at like a two year old. You know, absolutely. And I feel pretty guilty of. Still to this day, years later, my son's 10 years old. That's like eight years later. I'm or well, six, eight years later, still mad. So, a thing it's still that guilt, it's a lot. I was saying this to you earlier that for those moments when you're when you're not very a very good person, like the moment when I smashed my foot on the floor. It's important that they know how much you love them and you tell them, you, you, you make sure they know that every day. No matter how the day goes, you have to tell them how much you love them and your relationship will get better. They will believe you if, if you tell them every day. If you don't, you're holding grudges, which is what I did for a long time. So yeah. holding a grudge against my kids for um, adult reasons they didn't understand. Yeah. And, they're little um, kids. They're just little kids. They, you know, they, they you, know, know you are the adult, <laughs> which is hard to remember in a in a situation that you feel like you're a runaway train. And, and I've been in situations where I'm a runaway train, and I don't even re- like I, I do realize that I'm doing it, and I choose to do it anyway. Yeah. And that's the real um, the real problem when it comes down to it all is like you. What are you doing to work out you? And that will um, that will change everything. Yeah. Do you have Do you have memories of when you were a kid and your parents were like that, like of like, you know, where they like, weren't their best. They weren't their best. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those are, Those are the ones you remember almost more than. You hold on to those a little longer than the ones that are the the where they the were, good were amazing. Yeah. You know, which was most of the time. The bad ones stick out, eh? The bad ones really stick out. The bad ones stick out and that's... um, Which is odd. And that's what you take with you into your parenthood, right? You you always want to like counter what your parents did to you that was bad. And you want to take that into your parenting style and like be the opposite. Like I remember... I want to be the... I actually remember... I remember my dad saying to me like... He wanted us to, ch- to make choices. He felt like he was always told what to do. He wanted right. us to make choices. So he was trying to. So right? so, but then I but then I you know I think about like me and Jeff growing up and like we like some sometimes we maybe wish we had a little bit more push. Jeff's your older brother. Jeff is my older brother. Yeah. So sometimes I wish you know we both thought maybe we needed an extra push from my dad, but he he was laying off because he didn't want to do what his dad did. Yeah. So it's like this he pendulum was, from generation to generation that you don't yeah. understand. If you start to think about it, you might understand it. If you start to understand it, you might be able to change your own behavior. Yeah. Uh, and you might be able to find the middle with your kids. 
where they don't swing either way either later. They, they find the middle. Let's find the middle here, which is yeah. the sweet spot. Find their, find their way. The sweet spot of living in the moment and like, which Absolutely. is the, just the, the metaphor of life, which is like, you can't change, you're not changing the past. You're not going to, you know, live in the future. So in order to, to be where you want, you got to live in the moment. Absolutely. And I think like what we're talking about too is about the love for our children. The love that our parents had for us. Yeah. The love that we have for our children. And that, that, that's huge. And that you start to realize when you're a parent. And, you know, so that's something that I've been trying to wrap my head around. So I look back at this. I have a question for you. Is your teenage years around puberty. You're hitting puberty. You're starting to like girls. Things are kind of changing. Like you're not like a kid anymore. You're, you're like a dude, you're like a, you're a man, like you're becoming a man. And then there's all this talk of, um, falling in love or, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it may be. Um, in our day, it wouldn't be a boyfriend cause you would be strapped or wooden yeah, spoon. It's a different time. You, yeah. It was a different time back then. You don't even talk about that shit anymore or, or sorry, back in the day. But at that time, if you, let's say you're 16 years old, what was love to you? At the time, <clears throat> I don't think I knew. You know, I had, you know, it's pretty like sexually active early. So, like, you know, yeah, kissing girls in like grade six and like. Second base? You know. Third base? Navigating the bases as I go through. <laughs> um, I also was like. I don't even know if this is true or not, but um, as a boy, you don't really talk about it. Um, but when I was in grade four, I was like uh, sexually pursued by an older grade six girl. Ooh. Okay. Um, that like made me feel really uncomfortable, and I didn't know I wasn't as mature, I guess. Um, Interesting. So. That was a bit traumatizing. So I don't know like uh, how that shaped me. I mean, I'm, that's just coming to me in the Probably moment. Probably threw you into the sexuality. Perhaps like trying to like figure out, okay, like, like trying, to, trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to not be so awkward? Because I do kind of like this yeah. attention. I like the attention, but I don't know what to do and I feel awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was difficult. And then... I don't know. I guess like I don't. I don't know. I don't think I knew what love was. Um, I knew I had a feeling with a girl. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that that was where you. I had a feeling with a girl in. that I met when I was in grade <clears throat> ten. Daisy Duke. Daisy Dukes. Well, that know. was years before, though. Probably that one. <laughs> that was probably five years before that one. But. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, no, I I had a feeling of what love was because I had a feeling with someone. That was pretty strong, but I didn't know. I had nothing to compare it to. Yeah, you're navigating it. So you navigate, and uh, you know you have different experiences with different women. And really, honestly, when I was young, like I was a young boy, 
and I had raging hormones. I was very horny. Raging boners. Raging boners all the time. All the time. <laughs> not knowing what to do with it. Which and, is uh, the most awkward and, thing. And then getting sexually sex. active at, <laughs> at 15 years old. Like, I was just having sex. I was just we, like that. I don't even know. So that was love, essentially. Love was At least just, what you thought. I mean, I, it was just like, you know, sex feels good. It feels good to have okay. this. Question for you. Yeah. Amazing analogy, like going back to when you're 15, because I, I was the same too. Yeah. You don't really know. Yeah. But all, what I knew for me personally was like, I was like, I'm so attached to this person. Like I was like 13 years old. And I'm like, I'm so attached. I can't live without them. I cannot. I don't think I could live my life without this person. That's a strong I would be feeling. devastated. Yeah. But that, that was That's my thought of love. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I like when you're in love at that age, for yeah, me, yeah. I'm I can't live without them. Yeah. And I will probably die if I'm not with them. So I'm attached. Right? So like so I think devastating I'm, uh breakups and uh Yeah, that whole thing, like of yeah. just the whole going through the whole process. So I'm gonna fast forward now, forty two. We're forty two now. We're Good God. We're getting up there. We're still young strapping men I, i'm a young man personally i think like, it's all how you feel that's how you feel and i feel young so but so fast forward you're 42 now you're married you have two kids what is love um so love is um love is different than marriage but love is love is loving yourself first Understanding that nobody can bring you happiness. Nobody external can bring you happiness. You can't rely on your spouse to bring you happiness. You need to bring happiness to your partnership. The main difference between what's, you know, people get married for and um, have this you know, have this thought of what marriage is supposed to be and, and they, they find out that that's not true and they find out that it's a lot harder than that. So you really need to work out yourself. And you can you can do that together. My wife and I do it together. She's far more evolved than I am. She had a much harder childhood than I did. I was very cushioned. I um, was very sheltered. I didn't really know a lot of adversity. My wife was different. She lived with adversity. Um, she's, um, I'm very lucky to have her. And we evolved together. And I'm so proud that I'm able to do it with her. And uh, that she has patience with me. Um, as I witness my behavior and change, who, uh, change into I think who I am like I believe I'm a, I'm, I'm a good dad I believe I'm a good husband but when I witness my behavior I'm not always I'm not always doing that yeah man well hey no one's perfect and um, definitely I feel that for sure and um, accepting that no one's perfect and as long as you know you're looking at yourself your your awareness is there you're you're stepping back and you're looking at you know who you are and and that's a willingness and a vulnerability to grow so that that's hugely important 
and having a partner, like having a partner where you have that connection, like it's like a team, you have like this wicked team work that you've got going on. And if you're a team and you have someone else uh, that's on the same page as you, that goes a long way. So it sounds like you guys- For the listeners, like, and, and for you, um, it's not always pretty. Like, oh, fuck no. we love each other <laughs> and we've made a commitment to each other and we're, we're committed to growing together. That's not always pretty. Like growing together is not always pretty. It's not always easy um, to be honest with um, your partner, but you got to do it or you're going to, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You got to work together. You're not going to make it, but you have to be honest and honesty is not always easy. It's not the easy thing. That's the vulnerability. Yeah, that's the, um, which I'm working on. I'm not very good at it. My wife will tell you I have a tone issue. (laughs) I'd like to introduce our next guest. Actually, She's here tonight. She's here tonight. Uh, James' wife is here. No, it's okay. This is the trust tree. This is is nothing um, she wouldn't uh, have heard. And, and, you know, know, she's, she's amazing. She's the love of my life. The love that I talked about earlier is the love that I felt when I was 15 years old. And now she's yeah, and my wife. Yeah, you guys wife, rekindled so. it like 20 years later. You guys got back together. Yeah, so, um, you, you know, I felt that. I felt that. You asked me what I felt about love. I, I had a feeling. I think love is a feeling. It's um, kind of an unknown. It's a bit of an unknown. Like, I don't know if we'll ever kind of figure it out. I think I've been trying to figure that out for a long time. But I don't know if you can help it. You're going to love people. Whether they, they should be in your life or not is two different things. Um, but again, I think it starts with you. So, Absolutely. You made a, a great point earlier about loving yourself first because that it's kind of that old, I guess, maybe cliche as I would say, but it's, it's actually not. Is the You have to love yourself before you can love someone else. And I, I, I agree with that. I think Cliches it's so are true. ancient wisdom. That's why they're... Live you that's like, why live, they're cliches your because they... like live your life like live your own life and if you love what you're doing and you love who you are and the, the path that you're down and if you have a partner that's with you on that journey that's pretty amazing i personally think that's what love is if you can share your own life with somebody support them at the same time and they're supporting you at the same time that's like the hard you, part with kids, right? So that's where that, they throw a wrench in. It's a so major that's wrench. where you it's know competing wrench. priorities come in, and that's why you know it's important so, to recognize like the 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 challenges that you have, so that you can be present with your children and not always mad at them about the time that you're losing with your partner because you have. Yeah aspirations of your own you you have your partner's aspirations to think about you have your kids who need you it's just it's not enough time in the day sometimes and so there's a lot going on so i think it's important to let your children be bored let them not need you even with a screen though it's pretty hard to let your kids be bored with youtube and Fortnite and yeah, that's TikTok hard. It's extremely and hard. And Instagram, we, we are not. <laughs> it's like uh, we are not great at managing that. I think. Um, I think it's important to carve out time in the day where you focus on each one of them for even if it's ten minutes. 
15 minutes but you focus and you're not distracted you're not you just not with them in what computer. they're into and i'm not great at this i'm not saying i'm, I'm saying this is great advice and it's advice that I've heard well, from. Hard, yeah. I've heard advice from other people. Like this is advice I'm taking from other people, and I'm not great at it, and I don't want to seem preachy because I I don't practice it as much as I should. But I I'm recognizing that I need to do that. I need to carve out 15 minutes with each child where I pay attention to what they're into, and things will get better things get better from that and then you you enjoy it more like they're into you you're into them i notice that happen when i'm doing it when i do practice it and then i just you know you can tend to fall off the wagon you can tend to get stuck in a in the i'm stuck in a rut i'm stuck in a rut that was like what we were, and that was like we were talking about earlier elvis your long lost cousin right that's question that you can look that up on 23 and me yeah. i don't know if we're check it out so we were saying earlier too, uh, Jimmy True Slacks has his own podcast. I think we mentioned this earlier, or we, maybe not. Maybe we the first about. time we recorded we the episode, did, and we're back at it again. <laughs> Here we go. But um, so Jimmy True Slacks has got himself a solid podcast. It's called Nobody Should Listen to This. So check it out on on all the streaming platforms. Also, I was just thinking to one day maybe we'll like actually record through video this is all new to us too because we're yeah. like 80s 90s kids right so but we'll like have some video going on right now this is radio not we'll tv we got some youtube we got some dvd movies <laughs> <laughs> like you got it we got it all here but uh jimmy's got a solid podcast out there of course so please check it out um my have, music too on uh jimmy true slacks youtube yes uh yeah. check out my original songs if you can, and Thanks. some white and some white buffalo, and some white too. buffalo we covers. You got the ongoing tribute. Fucking to the white amazing buffalo. stuff. Amazing stuff. Appreciate it. Never sell yourself short. Always feel that you are in the process of being who you are, and you are where you are right now at this time. And we are doing what we're doing right now. So I have a question for you to shore up our, our discussion about being a not so angry dad um, or man or boy or whatever it is or person or woman, whatever it may be. What's the most frustrating thing about growing up and going through all the things that you have? And I know we can make this a 14 hour episode. We really could. But what would be like the number one most frustrating thing about being a husband, father, spouse ah jeez. Oh, there's probably a lot like what, I have a, what lot. a loaded question i mean i think i think my hardest thing is like repeating to my children what, what i'd like them to do for whatever reason like me like my ego really doesn't like like we talked about this we we've had many discussions about like what yours what you need to do because your mom and I are doing this, this, and this, and now you're a certain age, and now you're responsible, and you can right. you can take care of like not leaving all of this for your mom and I to do too. Yeah. I don't know why I have that expectation because I never did it as a child, but for I'm whatever like, reason, fucking clean up on yourself. <laughs> Just fucking pick up the grilled cheese sandwich. 
Yes. So that embarrassing, that embarrassing, those embarrassing things can happen. And, um, and your kids probably know all the swears like mine. Oh Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But we're not always at our best when we're in those moments because we're, we're grown adults and we can learn to communicate. Stomping my foot. We can, we can try to learn to communicate without having a temper tantrum because if we just have temper tantrums. How do I do that? You you got to step outside yourself. I'm trying yourself. to figure it out. Well, it's hard. It's really hard to do, and I still you know struggle. Um, but I think I, like the remedy to having a tantrum, and my son, my special needs son, will teach you this better than anybody, because I could have an epic explosion on him because he doesn't. What rem- does he do? He doesn't remember things. He uh, forgets all the time. Everything's always I forgot. And it's hard, but what he doesn't forget is how to be a, a loving human being. Yeah. So when I blow up on him, he will often come to me and say, do you need a hug? Oh, nice. And I always need a hug. <laughs> and it always makes me feel better. Yeah. And he is 15 years old and is considered mildly intellectual, but he's the smartest kid I know. Amazing. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. He's such a good guy. The D-man. The yeah, wis- it's the true, wis- man. The wisdom that he has. It's right? true. It's so true. He's he like, sees it all. He sees it all. He's so loving. And it's not that he's, he can't be a human being and, not, and be disrespectful and be... Uh, um, and just be a teenager and like, you know... Instead of saying hi, say what's for dinner. You know, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like, don't ask me what's for dinner until you ask me how I'm doing or say hello. Yeah, well, let's have some <laughs> connection here. Anyways, but he is, like I said, when I'm upset, he's the first one to come and ask me if I need a hug, even if it, I'm mad at him. So Amazing. Amazing. So he's taught me a level of humility that I don't think I've ever known. It's pretty wild what a 15-year-old, 14, 15-year-old can do. And the things that maybe we never realized when we were that age, right? That maybe we did that with our parents. I don't know. I never really saw it. But our parents never had a podcast where they talked, <laughs> they about, talked about their feelings. They talked about their feelings. Hey. They're in the trust tree. Do you think any of our dads... Any of our good would friends sit here would today. sit here today. Do what we're doing. Yeah, I don't think I don't so. Know. So that's why I love it, and that's why we're here, and that's why we're doing what we're doing, and that's where we're gonna keep talking and keep more episodes going, and do this more often because again, this is something that been we've both been wanting to. You're you're already doing it. You got the nobody should listen to this podcast on all platforms. Uh, check it out. But like what we're doing now. With the two of us as best friends for 40 fucking years. Talk about we're our talking shit. talking about our shit. We're talking about our fucking shit. And you know what I like to do when I talk about my shit at the end of our show? Because we, we are going to wrap it up. Let's do it. Um, is a little song. All right. And I'm going to play some guitar. All right. And I'm not a very good guitarist yes, at all. Yes, he is. He's uh, very humble. I, I'm a bit humble with my, my guitar works. Amazing drummer and um, a... Um... A very good rhythm guitarist at this point. We're going to keep her simple and we're going to just get into it. So the, the name of the game at the end of the Angry Dads podcast is to 
play some guitar and you're going to sing a song and it's a freestyle. It's like Eminem. It's like, you better lose yourself in the music. Lose myself in the music. Okay. Like you got to lose yourself. You got to just like, we're open. We're in the trust tree. Okay. Let's go. All right. So thanks again, everybody for listening to the first episode of the angry dads podcast. We'll definitely have more. I hope we'll keep it going. We'll talk, we'll chat, we'll open up. We'll feel each other's love and life and pain and sorrow and happiness and gratitude and everything. And we'll keep it going. So what we're going to do now is jam a tune. Thank you all for being here. We love you. And we wish you peace and happiness, contentment, and joy. Take it away, Jimmy James. The old GNC, buddy. Well, I'm out here trying to figure out what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing at all. I'm just, just a guy and I'm trying to figure it out at the same time. And my kids are driving me fucking crazy. Not cause I'm lazy I just can't seem to find the time To focus my attention For one minute On one of their TikToks Or their Fortnite I don't give a shit But I'm trying to Lord I'm feeling blue I don't know what I'm doing Just like everybody else So you're not alone You're not alone in the universe not alone in the multiverse apparently there's multiverses I'm not sure it's science so what you gonna do except say I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm so sorry to my children I didn't mean to have such a bad reaction to you Thank you. Take care, everybody. That was wonderful, man. I loved it. Thank you. That was fucking awesome. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks again for listening. And everybody take care. And we'll see you again soon. Angry Dad Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.